NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from Boosted Same Game Parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the DGEN Dance. Yes, March Madness is here and our bankroll contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cashes and prizes to the winners. Plus, we have first half under bingo. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real villain, real, real Furman Jr. at your service and... When people are not moving mountains trying to prove that Nikola Jokic is a good defender, I don't know exactly where they see that. But, you know, some people want to throw out defensive box plus minus. And because he's on the court when the best players are on the court, he's a good defender. All right. Not 100% certain about that. But, you know, I got my guy Scott Scott Studio Rush Show with me. Scott, what's going on? And nothing much. I mean, the last case of proving or disproving Jokic as a, def- as a decent defender uh, was against my team. And I saw Dimwitty go for 16 assists. So I thought Dimwitty played pretty well. Uh, good win by the Nets. Good weekend. They ended up beating the Timberwolves as well in overtime. Almost blew it there. Shout out to Nas Reed for hitting that three-pointer at the buzzer. But overall, pretty fun NBA weekend. But for the most part, let's be real. I feel like we we're all focused on college. Oh, we were Can definitely I say that? focused on. We were definitely focused on college, but what I will admit is that I called a good RJ game yesterday. However, I told the chat to p- take his threes. I should have just told him to take his points. However, RJ Barrett, good game. So are you going for like half, are you going for half credit there? Because you yeah, I'm going for half credit. I was there. I was okay. there, but I wasn't there. And then it's like I know I said RJ was going to have a good game, but I told somebody else RJ was going to have a good game, and I didn't tell the chat he was going to have a good game. I just told the chat to bet his threes, and he ended up not hitting a three by one. So I lost in the chat, but I won with my friends. So it was like it was a trade off that was due. All right, either way, special guest. Got my guy, the content king. You've seen him on FanDuel. You've seen him on PFF. Seen him Champions Round. This is my guy, Justin Henry. Justin, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Early morning out here in Sacramento, California. So, you know, I'm getting my start early with you guys. Bright and early. Glad to be here. I see a Lakers hat. Is that is that telling? Is that telling right there? Oh, yeah. Very telling. I got the Lakers here. I got the Niners and the Giants there in the back. San Francisco Giants for the Lakers of the squad. Bad L yesterday. You know, I didn't like what I saw out of my man AD. Well, but, I wouldn't uh, say it was a bad L. Like, I think uh, that was a winnable game. It was a bad L for, you know, Justin to deal with. It was I, a good W for like real we, to handle. You know? yeah, Don't say me a Knicks fan. Like like oh, he's 100% a Knicks fan. He's 100% a Knicks fan. And say that it's... It's not a bad L. That's a you terrible were... L to a team. We should have beat, man. We should have won that game. But you know what? Real, I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you that one this game, bro. That's that's to be, it. To be fair, with Brunson being out, it, it's a pretty bad loss at home. 
for the for the record. <laughs> it's a pretty bad loss in the middle of a long. I thought you guys were gonna be welcoming when I came on the show. Welcome, open arms. Y'all came firing shots as soon as I came on the scene. Hey, man. hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the NBA Gambling Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know, you're never safe around here. All right, I know Justin has to go somewhere. I want to hurry up and ask you. We ask all our guests before we start. I'm gonna give you one futures bet on one team. Who is winning the NBA Finals? Mm, so, if you'd asked me this question a couple weeks ago with uh, KD's ankle, I would have said Suns, 100%. I would have been in on the Suns. I love what they had done. And so, if KD gets back healthy, that's the the one thing I am concerned about right now. I'm going to go with the Bucks, And uh, I think that this team is locked and loaded, ready to go, um, ready to take on another mission. I think Giannis is on a mission this year, even though he's not the front runner for MVP, he's having an MVP caliber season. Jokic is having an MVP season. I just see a little bit of holes uh, with this Nuggets team coming out the West, a lot of talent in the West, man. And so going through a seven game stretch against some of these teams, uh, I worry about the path more so than I do with the Bucks. Give me the Bucks going all the way this year. All right. I agree with you. I'm also on the Bucks. Uh, well, you know, I think the Suns are the pseudo number one for everybody plus KD. But yeah. after that, that's where people are having conversations of Celtics, of uh, Bucks, of Denver. I guess some people are throwing out there. Um, let me stop shitting on Denver fans. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Denver's Dude. legit. It's just I think I think no, when we not. look at you don't think they're legit. Why not? <laughs> he, he has so many concerns about the pick and roll defense in a playoff series. And it's, it's not really just the pick and roll defense, but it's just the overall defense and effort as a whole. Like, I think that they're going on a very tremendous run. Well, not right now because they lost three straight, but they think that they had a very, very good run in the beginning of the season. However, when we talk about defensive intensity of the team as a whole, we talk about indiv- individualized players, not just Nikola Jokic. They have holes on defense that can be picked apart in a seven-game series. Are they? They are my favorite candidates to go up 2-0 and lose a series. I can see that happening. I can see, I can see it, but then I could also see a realm of possibilities where this team gets hot and they click offensively as well, and they push some of these other teams to the brink. Seven game series full of adjustments, and we've seen this Denver team uh-huh. win series even with uh, without some of their stars. We've seen them go to the Western Conference Finals in previous years with the similar type of setup. So, to me, it's just the West. It, it depends on their matchups. I think it's a hundred percent matchup dependent for this Nuggets. Oh, hundred percent. You know, Paul Pierce said over the weekend that if Denver runs into the Lakers or if Denver runs into the Warriors, then they are going to sent home. And when I saw that and I realized that I agreed with Paul Pierce, I decided that I might need to change my stance on Denver. So maybe I am wrong about them because me and Paul Pierce should never be on the same side of anything. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and get into this seven game slate. First game up, we have the Indiana Pacers going to play the Detroit Pistons. Pacers are laying three and a half. Opened up at four, now down to three and a half. 226 and a half is the total. That's come down two points from 228. And this is actually the first game of a back-to-back, the second game of a back-to-back game set. These two teams played, was it yesterday? I think they played tomorrow. No, they played, no, it was the day before, Saturday. So Pacers and Pistons played on Saturday where they sat everybody (laughs) and the Pacers ended up getting the win and cover. It was a six point spread. They got the cover by one. Now we have 
three and a half. It looks like on the injury report for the Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton is still out. Buddy Hill is questionable. Miles Turner is still out. Benedict Matherin is still out. Okay, all these, these guys are tanking. Benedict Matherin is out. TJ McConnell is out. This is, looks the same thing as it did this weekend. And for the Detroit Pistons, Jaden Ivey, Marvin Bagley, Alec Burks. Do I still – am I still going? Isaiah Stewart, Bojan Bogdanovich, Hamadou Diallo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, both both teams are tanking, except Indiana's tanking, I guess, in a worse fashion because they beat Detroit over the weekend. <laughs> okay, yeah. So all those players are out for tanking. Literally, all those players are out for tanking. I think it says tanking here on the paper. <laughs> Buddy Beheim is available. If anybody cares, Buddy Beheim is available, and his dad has a lot more time on his hands nowadays. So, Justin, I'm going to go over to you first. In the battle of the mid with a projected starter lineup of Andrew Nimhart, Chris Duarte, Buddy Heald, Aaron Smith, Isaiah Jackson versus Killian Hayes, Rodney Magruder, Isaiah Livers, James Wiseman, and Eugene Umaru? I don't know. I don't remember how to say that. Who are you taking? It's ugly. This is, I mean, I'm surprised we're even talking about these two teams. We got this is Oh, I promise you won't be talking about it long. Yeah, we can't. We can't, but I gotta go Pacers. I think they're they're somewhat close to like the play in. I feel like this is a game Halliburton is probably sitting out because they know that the, the pisses are tanking. So um to me, this is it's super ugly. If anything, I'm probably looking at the under. I don't know how many buckets they're gonna be getting this game, but uh for me, when I look at it, it's just there's not a lot of availability, but uh for either of these teams. Give me the paces in this one. I can see the Pistons just laying down early and then maybe making it relevant later in the second half. But I, I think this is a pacer. Pacers win all day, every day. Scott. I'm going to go with the Pacers, too. You mentioned how both teams are benching most of their talent. Uh, another sign that the, t- the uh, Pistons are tanking is that Killian Hayes is still in the starting lineup. So I'm going to go with the <laughs> Pacers here. Uh, but, yeah, I- I've roasted Hayes uh, for a while. I don't think he's an NBA caliber player, but just mostly based on shooting splits, et cetera. Not even the video of him chucking it over the shot clock on that pick-and-roll play over the weekend. But still, I'm going to go with the Pacers. I just think at the end of the day, they're a team that has more depth. And with the Pistons losing 11 straight – the Pacers might be trying to tank, but they're winning games anyway. They've won three of the last four, uh, so they have been playing decent basketball. Isaiah Jackson's been pretty good, especially in Miles Turner's absence. And Nemhart, we've seen step up when Halliburton's been out before. Three and a half just seems a little bit low. I get the Pistons are better at home technically, and the Pacers are a lot worse on the road than they are at home. But both teams have nothing to play for, and Detroit's further along the tanking bandwagon. I'm going with the Pacers. I just think they have a better supporting cast. Nah, I can't do it. I'm going to Detroit. Give me Detroit and the points, man. Come on. I'm getting Levert slide moving in this game. Everybody's betting Pacers for all the reasons you guys said. But the lines move back half a point. And, again, back-to-back game set. These two teams played on Saturday, 121-115 to the Indiana Pacers in Detroit. Now they're getting the second game of this back-to-back game set. Can you just we tell me always... who you think's going to score for Detroit? I just want to hear who you think's going to actually score for this team. James Wiseman. Wiseman. Oh, yeah, besides Wiseman. You okay. did? No, you can't do that. There's How are you going to ask me? That's and one. then, yeah, you can't ask me and then take away. I'm just saying, pick. in today's NBA, you need to score roughly 110 points or so to win a game. So I'm wondering, besides right, right, Wiseman, so you who you think's going to You don't think Wiseman's going to have a Wilt game tonight? He's not going <laughs> to be in the locker room with 100. You don't think that that's in the cards for Wiseman tonight? I mean, you put one of those zeros on top of the other zero and you give him 18, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, uh, 
Oh, Jesus. I think Isaiah Lewis could score. I think Isaiah Lewis. If I had to, no, no, Rodney Magruder. Rodney Magruder always has these weird games every year where everybody's out and Rodney Magruder has a good game. Like he's trying to somehow, some way prove to Clay that he deserves to be in the NBA. Rodney Magruder. Rodney Magruder. He's having, he shoots 39.4% from three. Rodney Magruder is the other person that's going to be a scorer for this team. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there, you know. I'm I'm rooting for Magruder, but we'll see what happens. I actually am not rooting for Magruder. All right. I, Scott, I assume we're both on the under as well. I I can't be on an over when I'm not exactly <laughs> sold on the overall talent. Now, the argument is that the first two meetings broke the 230s. But once again, with the amount of talent being out, I'm not sure if I can take this. I, I think I'm going to go with the under, but there's no chance I'm going to bet the total in this game. They actually went over the total, too, over yeah, 228 on Saturday. Yeah. But you know that you know that I am always a proponent of taking the under in the second game, especially if the first game went over and just more defensive intensity. So we will go under there. I'm only taking Wiseman props. So does anybody else want to throw anybody out in this game? Them hard assists, maybe? If you want to make a I mean, case no, for it. Oh, well, yeah, you got Duarte and Buddy Hield. Okay, I can back them hard assists. You got Duarte and Buddy Hield there. They can still shoot. Isaiah Jackson, double-double, maybe? Let's take Killian Hayes under. For points? Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody – I'm sure somebody somewhere – first of all, it's at 14.5. has never been this high. I'm sure mm-hmm. somebody somewhere out there is betting is over thinking that, hey, Killian Hayes is starting point guard. He's the only person with starting experience besides Wiseman in this lineup. He's going to score, and he's probably not. What's Jalen Rand's number at? Uh, no, he's hard, he's out. He's out. He's out? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's why I mentioned who's going to score because yeah, – uh, It's ugly. It's, it's not good. Yeah, I'm not going to say sprinkle on the money line. Just Detroit plus three and a half. They're gonna, somehow, some way, they're going to cover. Detroit's going right. to lose the game, but they're going to win the war because they're closer to the tank. So Yeah. <laughs> All right, next game on the slate, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves going up against the Atlanta Hawks, not Falcons, Hawks, minus five and a half. They both have the same number of quarterbacks, actually. Opened up at four, minus four for the Hawks. They is now sitting at minus five and a half. 245 is the total injury report here we have rudy gobert questionable yes there we go some good news finally all right Jalen noel is out austin rivers is questionable cat you know is probably done for the year and uh bogdan bogdanovich is questionable with the back injury for the atlanta hawks other than that they are clean oh Corey joseph yes Corey jo- man there's some there, I'm, I'm me betting some pistons pops today all right i'm sorry we're back to the hawks Scott, I'll throw it over to you. Minus five and a half with the Hawks. Rudy Gobert's questionable. I'm going to take the points in this one. Uh, Gobert's being questionable. Uh, We've gone on record several times that we think they're better when Nas Reed's the starting center. We've mentioned that several times on the show. But this game just has heartbreaking loss for Minnesota written all over it. Uh, For me, the Hawks are a team that's been playing better lately, but they don't win a lot by margin because they still can't guard anybody. They're better late in games with the execution from Quinn Snyder, who's actually been able to draw up some good plays out of timeouts down the stretch. But they are horrible defensively. <laughs> they can't stop anybody. And that's why this total has gone from 240 to 244 and a half. They're expecting a bunch of points in this game. I agree with it. But I do think that Minnesota, 
They had a heartbreaking loss there to the Nets in a game they probably should have won based on how awful the Nets were down the stretch. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Minnesota plus the points. I feel like the public's going to be all over Atlanta based on how the Timberwolves have lost two straight. But with the with Atlanta's inability to stop anybody, I think it's pretty difficult to lay five and a half with them in the spot. And Gobert mm-hmm. might not play, and we think that might be addition by subtraction. I'm going to lean to Minnesota here, and I'm also going to lean to the under. I roasted Atlanta's defense, but this total seems very, very high. I'm going to lean to the under, and I'll lean to Minnesota. All right, Justin. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from the total because when it starts to creep up this high, there's there I I seen it, you know. It's one of those, move. It, it it creeps up and it's creeping higher, man. For me, exactly. So uh I'm looking at the the number here, five and a half. Uh I kind of like I'm with Scott this one. Um the Timberwolves, man. I feel like they they cover in this one. And like you guys have been mentioning, without Gobert, if he doesn't play, uh this team offensively, I think it's better. There's more spacing on the floor. Uh give me the Timberwolves in this one to cover the five and a half points. Real, you know how much I hate the Timberwolves. I'm trying to know, get another vote. I know, I know, and that's really that's really concerning because this is that's really concerning because the fact that you are on the Timberwolves, but Atlanta is at home, man. This is home, Atlanta, and this is five and a half. This feels like a give. Is that oh. a sign of a trap? Kind of. And when you say Atlanta's at home, for the record, they are 14 and 18 ATS at home. I'm just gonna throw that out there. They've not been that as good in previous uh, this year as they have been in previous years at home. But I got the one and a half point line. If that's probably maybe the the okay, all right, we'll go. Yeah, you're right. All right, some rules it is. It's no Rudy Gobert. We got to stop stop bucking the tr- system. Well, it's not no, but if Rudy Gobert is officially labeled out, then we're gonna be happy. So, all right, cool. I'll wait to bet. This what about one, if though. yeah? What about if Rudy does play? Does that change anything for either of you guys? I'm gonna pass entirely. It's a really bad. It's really bad if Rudy Gobert plays. Like he's really, really a bad fit for that team, especially against Atlanta, because so you know that you're gonna he's gonna get every switch on to Trey Young, and Trey's gonna blow past him the entire game. Like it's, some matchups are better than others, but I saw what the Nets did to him down the stretch. They really didn't have any guy that can get by him, which is why Gobert actually had some good moments at the end of regulation. Mm-hmm. But Trey thrives in pick and roll, especially. Gobert's not going to be able to stay close with him. And and his eyes are ball dominant. Like, his eyes are ball dominant that on the pick and roll, he's staring at, like, just staring at the person with the ball and not, like, tracking the center, not tracking the person uh, rolling to the basket. Like, he's just kind of, I don't know. I don't. All right. I'm going over, though. I like I'm going over. I know it's a five point move, but I'm still going over, especially like especially if Rudy Gobert doesn't play. That's just too much rim protection already gone. And the fact that uh, this Minnesota team does have a little bit of their chip on the shoulder to go out there and score the basketball, especially after losing to the Nets at the crib last time out. So I, I am going over the 245 and I'll follow the line move. And it's a little bit of a reverse line movement as well. Somebody is betting a lot of money on this total. So I think that it can go past the 245. Is that the highest total on the board? Yeah, it is. So I'll take the highest total on the board and bet over. All right. Player props. Scott, anything for this game? Uh, well, if Gobert doesn't play, I'm all over Kyle Anderson double-double. I think it was around 4-1 to one or so. Uh, I've been a big uh-huh. fan of him uh, for is a it while. Dropped 4-1? to one? I think it was 4-1 to one from what I saw last night. But once again, maybe shop your lines. Maybe you'll find something better. But 
if that's a little bit too expensive for you or you want to play it safe, you could take uh, Kyle Anderson assists and rebounds over 11 and a half and minus 110. He's gone over in six of the last eight games. He's, he's played at least 35 minutes in three of the last four games, and the total's at 245. I think Kyle Anderson, who's gonna, who's been a pretty solid piece for this team, and we've uh-huh. seen him go for double-doubles with rebounds. He can get seven assists in any game. I like rebounds and assists over. 11.5 seems a little bit conservative to me. All right, Justin, like anything in this? Um, Not really, uh, to be real with you. The only thing I was kind of looking at was uh, Trey Young, but uh-huh. I was looking at his point total of Gobert is – is indeed in. I, I kind of like that one, but uh, with him being off the board, I'm kind of staying away just to be real. I I am honestly waiting to see if Rudy Gobert plays because if Rudy Gobert is out, then I am getting down on Nas Reed. I'll take a Nas Reed double-double. He's going to have to go down there and battle with Capella because they need somebody to try to help neutralize Capella. Now, Grant, in that same breath, I'm telling you to take Capella over 10 and a half rebounds because I think that that's not going to work too well for them, and Capella's still going to be able to get uh, going on the boards. But I do like Nas Reed offensively. I think he's been able to be a scorer for this team to help alleviate the scoring pressure. And in a game where I think there's no rim protection on the other side of the ball, he can get some easy looks around the basket and get some points. So normally he's at like nine and a half, ten and a half when he's uh, inserted into the starting lineup. So I think that that's a value spot. So Nas Reed props for me. Clint Capella over ten and a half rebounds. I am on the bigs today in this one. All right, before we get to the next game, I got to talk to you about the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and that is WinBet, who is now active in Massachusetts. Boston, Boston, there you go. You have the chance to prove me wrong right now. You do. They're giving it to you because you have live betting on your phones. So enjoy it. Enjoy all the things that Win has to offer, including the sign-up today, receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability, and be on the lookout for the Win Bet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can get a marquee of games of the week for better odds than anybody else on the market, giving you a larger opportunity for a bigger payout. So, don't forget about the biggest long shot parlay of the week where you can get $1,000 free credit if you hit the biggest, longest odds parlay of the week. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're also brought to you by us in our DGEN dance, our March Madness bankroll contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we have first half under bingo where you can win an SGPN gift card. Just enter both contests in the SGPN app. All right. We are moseying along. Let's get to the next game of the slate. And we have a personal favorite of mine. The Utah Jazz are on the road going to play the Miami Heat. This line opened up at six. It's now sitting at seven and a half. 226 and a half is the total. That's gone up four points from 222 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Utah Jazz. Jordan Clarkson is questionable with the finger injury. Colin Sexton, you know, he's not going to be out with that hamstring. Otherwise, other than that, everybody else is a go for the Utah Jazz. And for the Miami Heat, Kyle Lowry. He's back. Questionable today. He played, what did he play, 32 minutes? 
How is he questionable? He played one game. He missed 15 <laughs> straight games. How is Come he on, questionable? You notice, do you know whose injury report this is? Everybody's questionable because Caleb Martin is questionable as well. Duncan Robinson is out. Cody Zeller is out. Orlando Robinson is out. And Nikola Jovich is not playing. And I really don't think it's a bad because I'm pretty sure he's like over there trying to finish his high school degree or something like that. His high school uh, diploma, something like that. All right. I mean, it, it's, I'll it's kick pretty, things off because everybody yeah. knows what I'm doing. Yeah. Huh? I'm, I was going to say, we're, we're on the same page here. I'm yeah, I was about to say, I'm going to just kick things off because everybody knows what I'm doing. You have two of my favorite systems in one game. I get two of my favorite systems in one game, too. It's, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm just giddy with this excitement. I've already met this. I've already met this. I didn't even look at the injury report. I didn't care. I really did. I truly didn't care. Once I saw it, I bet. And so shout out to the chat. Shout out to the chat for letting me know, too, so I could go bet it and get it on the overnight. We have the Miami Heat. And I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna give you lifetime. I'm just gonna give you this season. So we have the Miami Heat, who this season are 16, 31, and 3 as a favorite. At home, they are 10, 23, and 2. And we have the Utah Jazz as a dog. Who are 24, 10, and 1 as a dog. 2014 and 1 on the road. So I get Utah as a road dog against the Miami Heat as a home favorite. And you think I'm gonna do anything else than take the dog? <laughs> I didn't even, I don't even get to mention the fact that Jimmy Butler walked off the court. Before time expired, even though I truly don't think it was anything because it was like two seconds left on the clock, but everybody's going to make a big deal about it because it's Jimmy Butler. But this is just prime. This is just prime for somehow, some way for the Heat to either lose this game or win the game by six. It's just primed. It's prime for them not to get this cover. I will take. The Utah Jazz plus seven and a half. Sprinkle on the money line. I, I, it doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any better than this. Scott, you said you agree with me. Yeah, I gave it out on YouTube overnight. I took the Jazz plus seven and a half. Uh, I couldn't re- really resist it here. Uh, you mentioned some trends. I'll mention one recently. Now, some of it's going to matter based on who they played against, but this is a sample size of twenty-three games, so it's a pretty large sample size, roughly two months worth. Do you know that the Heat? have failed to win by at least eight points in 22 of their last 23 games. (laughs) I counted it myself. 22 of their last 23 games have either won by seven or less or they've lost the game. They're laying seven and a half. I I, I can't. I I mean, do I really need to say anything more than that? Oh, my gosh. I want to argue so bad. I want to argue so bad, but facts are facts. Every game the Heat win are close because offensively, it's just a hideous half-court system that doesn't work. Utah is a top-seven offense in the league based on efficiency. Miami ranks 26th. The Jazz also rank 5th in rebounding rate. The Heat rank 18th. uh, 18th. Besides Bam, uh, they don't really have many big men who can rebound. Utah has Kessler. Olenek's been pretty good lately. Markin is not afraid of a double-double every now and then. I think Utah can clean up on the glass. They played earlier this year, and Utah lost the game at home, but they lost by three. I got to take the Jazz here. Once again, 22 of 23 games, the Heat have not won by eight or more points. I got to take the Jazz plus the points. The spread's way too high. 
This is absolutely like Christmas morning for me, a hundred percent. Justin, are you are you actually? I don't want to play Grinch. I don't want to play. Grinch. Are you actually taking? I heat? don't want to play Grinch, but it's I okay because no, but somebody games. always does it. Somebody always fades the Jazz in the spot that we love the Jazz, and so and I, I might be that guy because I okay. like I look it's at okay. the sixth game of a road trip. I'm like, all right, this Jazz team has been falling off second half of the year. The line, the total numbers, the 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 spread is high though, seven and a half. That's my only concern there. I want to be on Miami. I, I'm not going to lie, but you guys throw some some interesting numbers my way that make me think otherwise. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I can't. You two have laid it out beautifully, beautifully. But I'm still going to go with Miami. I'm still going. I'm still going to trust my gut. Seven and a half. Give it to me with Miami. This has Jimmy Butler fourth quarter hero ball victory where they win by like three. <laughs> And they come, they're coming back. <laughs> they're coming back to try to win. <laughs> they also played overtime last game, so we'll see. They had some time off, though. But I don't know. I see Butler having a big fourth quarter, so I like the over for his points. I saw it at 24 and a half. But once again, it's not just winning. It's about winning by margin. I don't yep. trust the Heat enough to do that. I, you know, we just – if you haven't caught the main SGP show, they just had the March Madness Commandments. And it made me think about do we have the NBA Commandments? Do we and need there 10? Is, Let's there start there. Is, Do we need 10? We probably can make 10. I have to go through and think about what we If we're doing choose. commandments, do we need 10? Is that the magic number that we need? Yeah, can we, we got to have okay. 10. I feel I like figured. you got to have 10. So commandment number one, for sure. Thou shall not lay points with the Miami Heat. <laughs> that is commandment number one. All right. Is the total interesting to anybody? I think it's interesting because the first meeting landed 249, but I guess the argument is with Miami at home, you're expecting them to play better defense, uh, but you are also anticipating Utah to have moments in this game, and Jordan Clarkson might not play. That's a factor. 226 might sound a little bit high based on Miami as just reputation, but the last couple of games have been pretty high scoring. 258 against Atlanta, then they ended up splitting the over-unders with the Cleveland series, and they had a 240 game, did go to overtime against Orlando. But the point is, I do think at the end of the day, I'm going to lean over because the Jazz offensively have been solid. The pace is good for them, and they don't guard anybody. So I do acknowledge the flaws with Utah, but I am going to lean to the over here because the first meeting landed at 249. I'll go with the over in this one. All right. Yeah, I'm on the same wave as you, Justin. What are you doing? I'll probably stay away from this total today. If I had a lean, I probably would lean under. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it makes sense. You're on the heat, so you would think that yeah. they, they got to hold it defensively. And defensively at home, I, just, you want, I expect them to be better at home. Yeah. Just take Butler over if you want to take an over. Because if they're, if they're going to score 115, 120, Butler's probably going for 30. Yeah. All right. Prop-wise, you know I'm on the king, Laurie Marketing. Have another good game, sir. Over 25 and a half points. I mean, he just... They're going to have to be extremely physical with him if he's not getting to this prop. But uh, I'm all over Laurie Marketing again in this game. And I will actually throw out THT assists. He's been pretty good playmaker, has he not? You know, over these few games, especially taking over the starting point guard role, I think he's been pretty good just being able and I say court vision and just his playmaking abilities. Now it always the shot has not always fallen for the person he's passing the ball to, but he's been making really, really good decisions and he might not suck actually. So yeah, I like THT over five and a half assists as well. Yeah, THT's been solid. Uh, in addition to the assists, uh, he had a 
almost a 40 piece last game where he was close to a triple double. Uh, looking at the actual meeting uh, that they had earlier this year at a bio at 32 and eight, Markinen had 29 and 14. Kessler played 30 minutes off the bench. He had five points with 12 rebounds and three blocks. So if you want to kind of pivot oh, yeah. there, you can try to build something from the pre- the previous meeting. Uh, if there's anybody looking at Chris Dunn, anything over 10 points? I think Ooh, under 10 I points. I like Chris Dunn there. from what he's done with yeah. He's been good. <laughs> yeah. I, I Wait, like did we just get my... a Chris Dunn reference? Hey, Chris Dunn. He's since he's been on since he's been on Utah, he's been playing, man. So I yeah. think anything that's unit. under 10 points. And if Clarkson's out, I think this is a, a good spot for him. Chris Dunn's been a closing unit guy. Yeah. All right. All right. I did not. I cashed over a half Chris Dunn references in the game. I, did I actually tweeted about him the other day. I tweeted about <laughs> him and THT and because I was watching them against the Mavericks a couple of days ago. And I'm like, these guys actually look pretty good mm-hmm. for journey. Guys have kind of bounced around the league. I like what I saw. And then THT dropped like 39 two days later. But no, Chris Dunn's been good. <laughs> THT has been on the Lakers and the Jazz and he's bounced around the league. <laughs> It feels that way, doesn't it? It feels like it. Yeah, it feels like it. Because he was linked to – it's fair because mentally he's jumped around the league because he was linked to 9,000 trades with the He Lakers was. He was. Year. Okay, that's why I thought he was hilarious because, like, wow, he's really only been on two teams, but it does feel like he's bounced around the league. All right, let's move on to the next game. We have the Memphis Grizzlies going to play the Dallas Mavericks. And is this a back-to-back game set as well? Is, uh, yes, the last there was game a day off in between. All right, yes, it is. Back-to-back game set between these two. First game went to Memphis, 112-108. They did not cover as an eight-point favorite. Now we have Memphis laying one and a half on the road. And total sitting at 224 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And for the Memphis Grizzlies, Jake LaRuvia is out. Vince Williams Jr. is out. Ja, you know, he's not with the team. Brandon Clark, you know, he's out for the year. Steven Adams, we have no idea when he's coming back. And for the Dallas Mavericks, you have Luka Doncic out. And Kyrie Irving is questionable in this game. So, Justin, I'll throw it over to you. You're getting the Mavs as a one-and-a-half point dog at home. What are you doing? Uh, I liked it until, you know, we got to figure out what's going on with Kyrie. Um, I did like this until Luca. Obviously, he's not playing. But until we figure out what's going on with Kyrie, I probably would lean towards the Grizzly side, even with the point in the half. Dylan Brooks seems to be getting up for these games, getting up for these matchups. He's been doing a lot of chirping, and this team is kind of rallied, I'd say, uh, be- behind his leadership. So, <laughs> for me, what, hey, we got to call it what it is. Like, yeah, I no, feel no. like this. I like, team, Mif- I like Memphis. I'm the only I like, person. I like Memphis, Memphis tonight. So, like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm feeling Memphis tonight. All right, Scott. I'm going with Memphis as well. I don't trust Dallas at this point in time. However, I will give a shout out to a guy who cashed me a player prop over the weekend. I want to give a shout out to Hardy. I had him 20 plus points in that game. I thought there it was, was so that funny had, when you. There was a book that had 100 boost, so I actually got that at like plus 820. For 20 plus points, and he got there. I was one hardaway three pointer away, though, from hitting like a 20 something to one parlay, which is unfortunate. But I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. Uh, also, a shout out to Big Body Roddy, who absolutely killed this team over the weekend. Grizzlies yep. have a decent amount of My options guy. in the front court. The issue hey, they're, with Dallas, they're a young, growing team. They are a young, they're, they're a young, growing team. team. Now, you still like Memphis. I don't, I have an issue with how they carry themselves because they act like they've won something before and they haven't won anything. It's a big reason why. And Brooks talks a lot for a role player. I mean, it is what it is. But the point is, I do think Memphis has a good spot here because Dallas, I don't trust them laying points ever, no matter how short the spread is. And with Kyrie being out, 
I don't really know where the scoring's going to come from. Are you going to keep relying on Hardy? Are you hoping that Hardaway goes nuts from three? Oh, I'm going to tell you where the scoring's They don't have a from. front court, though. I mean, you're listening to Jason <clears throat> Kidd's comments, and they're using Kleber a ton, and they're not using Christian Wood, and Kleber's been horrible. So I don't trust Jason Kidd as a coach. I'm going to lean to Memphis. <sighs> have you noticed the same thing, by the way? Like, Wood has gotten his minutes reduced, and they keep using Kleber, but Kleber's not – I don't think Kleber's that good. I think Kleber is I think I think this is the spot where you need to use Wood more because you don't you potentially don't have Kyrie Irving. You know for a fact you don't have Luka Doncic. So you need somebody that's able to go out there, create their own shot and be a number one guy. And I think that we've seen Christian Wood see that he can be a number one guy on the team. So I think this is the spot where you're supposed to play Christian Wood more. Now, if you're putting plugging in Maxi Kleber, and I think I said it on this show that I was going to be very interested when Maxi Kleber came back and Kyrie and Luca were both in the lineup because now you're able to space the floor with him and he's able to get his outside shot a lot more and you just go ahead and concede the fact that you're never going to be a strong team near the paint. Like, you don't have the personnel to be a strong team in the paint. So concede that fact, Take a, uh, push him more to the outside, open up the lane for Kyrie and Luca, and allow them to make the decision of wherever the basketball needs to go. I think that he can be a good fit that way, but Jason Kidd's not doing that. So he just kind of, like, proved me wrong. And because of that, oh, man, do I, I don't want to sweep with Memphis on the road in the back. I was hoping somebody said Dallas. All right, we're just going to sweep Memphis on the road in the back-to-back set. I know it's a back-to-back set, but come on. If we're we're taking two teams with their stars out, I'm going to trust the team that shows me a million times that they can win without their stars, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. Plus Dallas, terrible home team. They're not even good as home dogs. One, two, and one. Uh, And all the money's on Dallas. I think everybody's assuming this is the, like, you know, back-to-back game set. Dallas is going to get the win, but... Yeah, no, I'm with y'all. And it's a little bit of reverse line movement. All this money on Dallas, but this line went from a point to a point and a half. Like, that is actually a little bit telling. Maybe it's – I mean, it can't be Luka because Luka's more than worth half a point. So, is that because Kyrie's questionable? What is it? What's the deal with that movement? Not really certain there. But in terms of basketball, two teams with their stars out, I'm going to take the team that I know can play well without their stars, and that is the Memphis Grizzlies. But – Look out for my guy Josh Green, who had twenty points over the weekend. You know, I you know I was waiting for you know I was waiting to get Josh Green another Josh Green bet. I got it over the weekend. I'm taking it again here. Josh Green gets some of the scoring done. One of the most efficient scorers in the NBA that I've seen in a long time. All right. I'm gonna keep talking about Hardy if Kyrie's out. First start, I bet it because obviously he's a score first guy. I figured he was going to take advantage of the opportunity. He took 21 shots. Yep. In his first, like in his start. So he's not afraid of shooting. Let's put it that way. I'd keep looking for him if Kyrie's out. And uh, per, the, not perimeter, the paint defense for the Memphis Grizzlies with Triple J, really, really good. So yeah. I, I like the backcourt for Dallas to get it done. That Hardy Green combo. Maybe we can get another 20 piece from both of those and get some good odds on that. All right. I Justin, like do you like? Yeah, I kind of like Desmond Bain's role since since Jaw's been out. Obviously, he's elevated mm-hmm. scoring, and we're expecting with the with the the backcourt for for the Mavs, it's not it's not going to be anything great defensively. I can see Des- Desmond Bain hitting the over. I don't know what the number is. Probably somewhere what mid twenties. I think I think that's a great number for him. All right. This is <laughs> the NFL is trying to do everything to tell me that this is a collusion. It is collusion. The Texans and the Raiders are expected to pursue Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. 
I just we ain't gonna talk about NFL that here. News. Are we talking about that on here? <laughs> nah, 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 about that on here? nah, nah. We're gonna leave it alone. We got three <laughs> games to go, and we got about fifteen minutes before I want to let you go. So appreciate it. Here's where <laughs> the Boston Celtics are going to play the Houston Rockets on the road. Boston is laying 12 and a half. 231 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have four of those Boston Celtics, Peyton Pritchard, Robert Williams, and well, you know, you're not going to see Gallinari, but Peyton Pritchard and Robert Williams are on IR. You're not going to see them for a few games. And for the Rockets, Alfred Sangoon is probable with a groin injury. I'm going to just defer to y'all, but the listeners know my feelings and how I feel. I'm going to defer to you all. So, Scott, I'll let you go first. 12 and a half, Boston. Boston. I'm on Boston on on this one. Uh, If you felt bad about the spread, I have good news for you. It was 13 at one point, so you're saving half a point. Yeah, it was. But I'm going to go with the Celtics in this spot. The Celtics are a very streaky team, and when it's bad, it's really bad, especially late in games. However, they have been better lately. They blew those overtime games against the Knicks and the Cavs, and then they ended up beating Portland by 22. Portland's not any good. We already knew that. And they beat Atlanta on the road by nine, which I think is a nice win, scored 134 points. They won the first meet in the season at home by 24. Houston is still not good, and you're looking at how they've played lately. They've still not been good. I guess you can argue they've been a little bit better because they took Indiana to overtime, and they ended up losing to Chicago by eight. But that doesn't really mean anything to me. I'm on Boston. I think they're playing good basketball, and I think that this is a moment where they wake up, they win like six and seven in a row, then they might fall apart again. They've been that kind of way all season long. This really just has Boston blowout win for me, and if you're worried about them blowing fourth quarter leads, which is an issue, that's usually against good teams. Against bad (laughs) teams, they usually just blow them out, or they might be up 20 after three quarters, and I'll take my chances. I'm going to lean to Boston. I want nothing to do with Houston right now. Justin. Boston is in the midst of a long road trip. And what this normally spells for good teams is that they like to handle business early against bad teams, get it out the way, get their starters some additional rest. I'm not putting my hard-earned money anywhere near the Houston Rockets. Nowhere near them. So for me, I look at this as a team. This Boston team's been playing better as of late. Um, This Rockets team has nothing to play for. I don't like the 12-and-a-half. I don't like 13, but... There's no way I'm going to say anything close to Houston Rockets coming out my mouth. So I'm rocking with the Celtics on this one. Do you prefer first half, like minus seven, seven? Yes. Yeah. Give me first half all day. I mean, you're going to take the Rockets because you hate the Celtics. Well, I mean, uh, it wasn't you're going to take the Rockets because you hate the Celtics. I already took the Rockets because I hate the Celtics. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Come on, man. It's a legal game. Yeah, no. So, so look. And I thought about that. And so now, cue the X-Files music. (laughs) Because all, like, when I say everything was on Boston in that game against the uh, Falcons, like, everything was on Boston. Everybody was on Boston. And they won. And now, this is the highest bet game of the day for it not to be a nationally televised game. How many times do we get the highest bet game of the day that's not the nationally televised game? So, highest bet game of the day. There is sharp movement on Houston for whatever reason there is. And, the, I mean, the line did drop half a point. I mean, 61% of the bets, 69%, 61% of the bets on Boston, 69% money on Houston. I mean, uh, uh, 
I'm not going to bet this game, but if you take Boston and if you bet Boston, mm, I don't know. And I've seen Houston keep this game close in Houston. I'm pretty sure I've seen them uh, keep this game, play this play this game before. It was probably last year, but... Uh, Are you sure not thinking when, like, Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming were there? Or, like, when <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive I'm not thinking about that. And I think it... it you know, Tristan Grady and Jalen Green do favor each other a little bit. Might be his dad, like, you know, through some other stuff. All right. 231 and a half. Anybody? Uh, I, I truly don't care. I'm on Boston team total over. I, they really could score 130. It would not surprise me. So I'm going I'm to go with Boston team total over. Yeah, I'm staying away from these totals, man. Staying away from these totals. It's an ugly game. I'll actually take the over because Robert Williams isn't there. They I hope it's an ugly game because I like protection. the Celtics minus the spread. If if Houston stays in this game, it's because they got a bunch of easy looks at the basket close to the rim. So yeah, yeah see, I was that's kind of where I was looking. K, uh, KJ Martin, I, I was I kind of like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I was looking. Just keep real. Yeah, I like KJ Martin. I think that's a good play. Scott, any props? Uh, well, you mentioned Martin. I actually like him under a three pointer made at plus one ten. He's made zero three-pointers in eight of his last 11 games, and he's attempted less than three three-pointers in four of the last five. And it's plus it's one money for him not to hit a three. He might not take one. There's a chance that happens. So I mean, it would be it would behoove him not to take one because Boston has top five in three-point percentage defense. Over he's also shooting roughly games. 31% from three. So he's not exactly a good three-point shooter. So I don't he mind really should make up for that dunk contest. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Wow. Wow, KJ Martin props today. I might parlay those. <laughs> All right, let's move on to what I thought was going to be the highest bet game of the day, but it's not. This game took it. Phoenix Suns are going to play the Golden State Warriors. Warriors opened up as a five-point favorite, now down to four and a half. Total opened up at plus, not plus, but total opened up at 240, now down to 236. Injury report for these two teams. And for the Phoenix Suns, you know, Kevin Durant and Landry Shamit are not playing. Everybody else is good to go. For the Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green is probable. Jonathan Kaminga is questionable. Andre Godal is probable for whatever that means to anybody. Anthony Lamb is ineligible for this game. For whatever that means to anybody. And Andrew Wiggins is still out with personal reasons. Hope he's good. Gary Payton the second and Ryan Rollins are both injured, not playing. Well, 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 well. Scott, I'm gonna start with you. Is this another situation where Phoenix just dominates Golden State? I've been auto-fading Golden State on the road, and I'm usually backing them at home. And you've been making a lot of money if you've been doing that. Now, I do find it weird that Golden State's favored by four and a half uh, when Phoenix has owned them, and Phoenix is 3-0 and this season. And each win has actually been by 11-plus points, including the game where Phoenix benched everybody, and they still won by double digits. <laughs> they were a 12-point dog, and they won by <laughs> – they were a 12-point dog and won by 12. Like, that doesn't – that's like – Historic that doesn't happen levels. that often. It I know doesn't. what happened with San Antonio against Denver a couple of days ago, but I'm going to go with the uh, Suns <laughs> in this one. I get the arguments Durant's injured, and you're not sold in the supporting cast because Phoenix traded some supporting cast members to get Durant. But Golden State won an overtime game against Milwaukee. Good win there. They should have lost. Drew Holiday dribbled the ball out of bounds. Uh, they should have lost the game, to be honest. But, you know, I still think that Phoenix just has Golden State's number, and I think for that reason I'm going to take the points. If Golden State was getting points, I'd probably lean to Golden State. But they're laying four and a half or five against a team that's had so much head-to-head success against them. Mm -hmm. I think I have to lean to Phoenix here. 
I don't feel great about it, but I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to bet it, but I would lean to Phoenix. Yeah, I lean, I lean Warriors at home. This team's been been tough. You mentioned the road struggles, but this game being at home in prime time, we've seen Curry come up clutch lately. I just I feel like this Warriors team is ready to click it on, and you know the matchup obviously says, hey, Phoenix has owned this matchup recently. Um, but to me, this Warriors team has been tough. Um, like I mentioned at home, and without the depth that they're going to need, the Suns team, I think it could get to a point where the Warriors get in cruise control a little bit later in the second half. So, give me the Warriors minus four and a half in this one. I'm such a narrative person. Give me a Clay Thompson three point game winner over Devin Booker. Does he point Warriors win every three pointer he makes or every other three pointer that he makes? You say what? Does Clay point to his rings after every three or oh. every other three that he makes in this game? So I think he I think he starts counting them like he counts his rings. So when he hits okay. the first one, he's like, hey, this one. And then he hits the second one, like, mm, mm-hmm. there we go. My, and, he, and he's counting. And he's counting the one specifically against Devin Booker. And then as soon as he gets to the fourth one, that's going to be the game winner. He might give up 35 on the other end defensively to Booker, but that's a separate Scriptwriter's going crazy on this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the <laughs> scriptwriters are 100% going crazy in this game. But that's why I'm taking Phoenix for the cover. I still think Golden State gets the win. So, uh, Phoenix I like Curry threes at, least at, at yeah. four and a half. That, that's my kind of hedge in a way, but I do like that prop in general. Mm-hmm. Curry four and a half and minus 115 is a good deal. He's made it at least five and three of the last four. He's made it at least five and four of the last five against Phoenix. And he's attempted at least 11 in six of the last seven games against Phoenix. The volume's going to be there. I'm on the over for Curry three-pointers. All right. I kind of like Terrence Ross points. He's taken since uh, yes. KD's went down. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy who's who's had he scored 24 and 18 in back-to-back games. Also, his six threes and four threes in back-to-back games. So, I kind of like the spot here against the Warriors. They're going to put up points. He's going to be coming off the bench. Probably that next score up off the bench. I like Terrence Ross. Whatever his point total is at, I'm probably taking it over on that. Well, he's definitely not passing. So, yeah, no, 100% <laughs> not passing <laughs> at all. Uh. Chat saying Booker for 35 plus. I like that. I'm I'm going back to the narrative in Clay Day. And just Clay gets going from three today. So give me Clay. What's that over three and a half? Uh, yeah, I'll take Clay over three and a half threes today. I think that he has a good day. But this is this is just a fun game overall. And uh I'm question. by a Kogi. Does does DeAndre Aiton play soft today? Play soft every day. Question is if the stats come back. If the stats are going to be there anyway. Um, oh wait, is this the, game. is this wait is this the Kavon Looney game, Scott? It is the Kavon Looney game. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Kavon I could Looney not game. remember what yeah. team it was. Oh, what was it? It was like never. He's never gotten eight rebounds against the Suns. I'm pulling up the uh, stats here. Uh, so I'm trying to think if they played again after this. I'm pretty sure Kavon Looney is 22 and one. It might be 23 and one, but I think he's 22 and one to the under eight and a half rebounds against the Suns in his career. Yes. 22 and one to the under. And his rebounds are at 10 and a half today, Scott. Under. 22 <laughs> his, and one. His rebounds are at 10 and a half, Scott. I knew, I knew there was a team that we bat, we faded Kavon Looney against, and I couldn't remember. And I was like, oh, when, we, when the game comes up, I'm going to remember off the top of my head. And it is this game. All right, yes. So Kavon Looney under 10 and a half. That is a lock. Oh, my gosh. That is a lock. All right, that might be my lock of the day. I'm not even going to hold you. All right, let's get to the last game of the slate. We, well, any thoughts on the total real quick before we move on? It moved down four points. 
I think I'm going to lean over based on how these games have gone this season. Uh, all three meetings have gone to at least 238, including the game where Phoenix didn't have any starters. Yeah. I think I'm just going to lean over in this game. I really don't know who's supposed to guard Terrence Ross coming off the bench. Like, that was something I was thinking about when he said Terrence Ross prop. Like, who is really going to stop him coming off the bench? I Maybe we're getting a gift with this line dropping four points, and we can middle it somewhere. Maybe it falls at 238, 239. But, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on over. I don't know what the Warriors team total is, but I kind of feel like the Warriors team total, if it's in somewhere like 110, 115 range. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 120. 120 because it's 236 and it's roughly yeah. 120 116 yeah i'm staying away i'll be up all right last game to sleep let's finish strong milwaukee bucks going to play the sacramento kings bucks opened up as a one-point favorite now over to two 244 and a half is the total. That total is ballooned from 230. I don't even think a 236 was really available. 244 and a half. Let's just talk about that. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis is questionable with the hand injury. Wesley Matthews is probable. And for the Sacramento Kings, a clean injury report for them. Nothing to worry about. So, Justin, I will throw it over to you. You have the Sacramento Kings catching two at home. Will they be lighting the beam tonight? Uh, well, I was on the Milwaukee Bucks. We talked about our best championship team, uh, a favorite, my, my championship favorite this year. But I live out here in Sacramento, and I feel <laughs> the energy. Hey, low-key, oh, I feel it? the energy out okay. here, y'all. And uh, I think the beam will be lit tonight. So give me the Kings plus one and a half. And uh, I think this is a, one of those tests where the Kings are going to come out and say, hey, we want to show we are that we are on the rise and we're for real. Like they take this game way too seriously, and the Bucks are like, we're on an East Coast uh, road trip. We don't need this as much. Uh, but the Kings uh, have been playing well offensively. Uh, in the Bucks, it, it's for me. I'm a rock with the Kings on this one, and especially if Giannis doesn't play. I feel I feel like if Giannis doesn't play, it's it's obvious. But uh, I'll be on the Kings plus one and a half. All right, Scott. So based on the line movement, I do think that Giannis is going to play, if I had to Mm -hmm. speculate, but I do like Sacramento in the spot. They've been very good at home, just simply put. And I do think that Milwaukee, after an overtime game against Golden State, Giannis should put up good numbers, but he's kind of been in and out of the lineup. I'm curious if maybe he'll be a little bit rusty early on, and maybe that'll throw the actual rhythm out a little bit early on. If you're out of rhythm for even – five minutes against Sacramento, you might be down 15 points because this team can just score a bunch. But I am going to go with Sacramento. I just think that based on what I've seen lately, they're 21 and 13 at home. I like the spot, especially getting points. Light the beam. Link to Sacramento. Light the beam, baby. If Giannis does not play, fear not. Because as I've told you all here on this show before, Brooke Lopez is here. And he is going to, if he does anything when Giannis does not play, he will cash his points prop. That's defensive Last. player of the year favorite, Brooke Lopez. To you. He honestly, he might him. be, we might be able to throw him in the conversation for offensive player of the year when, you, you know, just caveat when Giannis took, took, oh my gosh, I couldn't even say it. Whatever. Giannis. <laughs> Whatever. I couldn't, no, I just couldn't, I couldn't, because look at this 19, 24, 26, 22, 10, 19, 19. Last seven games with Giannis not in the lineup. So if Giannis does not play, fear not, because Brooke Lopez, our almighty scorer, is here to take us away. I'm going with the Bucks no matter what. Give me Bucks minus two. All right. 
that's my problem. If Giannis doesn't play, if Giannis does play, I'm not playing it. I'll probably play uh, his more towards his blocks. I might play his blocks just because of how Sacramento likes to get to the rim. Defensive player of the year candidate. And with Giannis back in the lineup, he doesn't have to do as much on the offensive side. And he can kind of focus more and tailor more towards defense. So I like his blocks. If Giannis does play, I will take his points. If Giannis does not play, Justin, any props you like? Uh, I kind of like Grayson Allen threes, uh, three plus threes made. He's hit this number in like four out of his last six games. So he's seen over 30 minutes in his last five. Uh, I, and I think it's going to be one of the higher scoring games of, of the, uh, obviously the slate today. So Grayson Allen plus 150 to hit three plus threes. I like it. Plus 150? Plus 150. Okay. Yeah, that's smooth. And hey, Jake in the chat agrees with you, He but he took the points. Over 10 and a half at plus 102 and 15 at plus 340. Like that, Jake. Scott. For me, I'm looking at Drew Holiday assists, uh, potentially a double-double. Sacramento's allowing the third most assists per game in the league, and with Giannis potentially being back, that does give another rim runner uh, for Drew Holiday to run pick and roll with. But Holiday's been very good, especially facilitating mm-hmm. lately, and with a total in the 240s, that's a bunch of points. I'll take my chances, Drew Holiday over an assist. Yeah, I like that. Like Drew Holiday over an assist. I still like the over, even though it's in two forty. I, I took two I like the over too. Games. Yeah, I like the over. And Milwaukee Bucks, we've seen them be able to, especially like when they go West Coast, and especially when they're playing this, uh, this Sacramento team. These games go over. Last five games between Sacramento Kings have gone over. And just reading some of the totals, like some of these are still high totals. You got 236 and a half, 242. There's a 227 in there, but 238, 240, all of these are clearing the to- the, the total. So I'm going to keep the trend going with the over. All right. Hey, you, Justin, you want over as well? I, I would go over the total starting to get up there a little high, but I know this Kings team can put up points. And especially if, uh, you know, even if Giannis does play, I feel like this is going to be one of those matchups where we could even see an overtime type game in the, mm-hmm. in this one. So uh, I would play the over in this. Give me the over 244. All right. Clean sweep for the over in that one. I think I might actually bet that one. That really like these games just go over for them. I might actually bet this one. All right. Before we get into our lock and dog, got to talk to you about our sponsor, Shady Rays. And shout out to my guy, Andrew Robb. Like, he is just the Shady Rays, Rays connoisseur. He was on Shady Rays before they were cool. Everybody's out here buying these other brands. No, Andrew Robb said Shady Rays, and he pointed me in their direction. And I looked at them and said, man, an independent sunglass company that offers world-class product just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. All right, like I can do that, get them for way less of a price. And guess what? They donated two, 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. How can you not like that? Like as a company, you just, you respect that. You respect that. So, and, it's, and if you don't love them, you can exchange for a new pair. So if you get them, maybe you say, hey, these navigator shades look kind of cool, but you wear them and you realize like my head is too small too small for the shades and you need to go to a different brand because those shades are too big for you can exchange them for a new pair for free within 30 days no risk when you shop shady rays go to shadyrays.com use promo code sgpn for 50 percent off two pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated by five stars over by over two hundred thousand people that's shadyrays.com promo code sgpn all right lock and dog time i will kick things off 
although it's like Christmas, I you guys know I try not to, you know, give you guys my Utah pick as Malak because we all know that I'm already betting Utah. I so I money will, line for the dog. I I I'm not gonna I feel like it's not fair. I just feel like it's not fair because they already know my pick is going there. So I wanna give them another pick that I like. So for my lock, I'm going to go to I never take prayer props as a lock, but I can't get past it. Give me the Kavon Looney under 10 and a half rebounds, man. And I get why it's at 10 and a half now, but because, you know, I know he just he just doesn't. DeAndre Eaton owns him on the boards and it's what was it? Twenty three and one. Twenty three uh, and one. Twenty. It's either twenty two and one or twenty three and one, and that's eight and a half. That's not even ten and a half. Oh my gosh! All right, come on, Looney. Under ten and a half rebounds. That's my lock for my dog. I am going to. Wow. Don't actually have a lot to pick from. You know what? Why not? No, I'm not going to do that. No, wait. No, no. Should I? No. But if I if I don't take Houston, I'm just gonna throw Houston it out there, not to add extra pressure. But Justin's got places to be. You got, I you know, got something. You I want know. To I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I'm just gonna do it. Give me the Minnesota Timberwolves plus 175. Dang, I wanted to take Houston so bad. All right. I will kick it over to Scott. What is your lock and dog? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Utah plus seven and a half as my lock. Uh, simply put, I said it before, Miami has not won by eight or more points in 22 of their last 23 games. That's all I really need to say about that one. We know Jimmy Butler has heroics that he's capable of doing. The problem is they're heroic because the games are always one possession with two minutes to go. So I'll take the seven and a half. I think you'll see a close game here. Uh, give me Utah plus seven and a half as my dog. Uh, uh, sorry, as my lock. Sorry, as my lock. And for my dog... Um, what do I want to go with here? Uh, you know what? I think I will go with a player prop on this one, which I mentioned before. KJ? Actually, no. I, I was tempted by it, but I'm going to go with a bigger... We have a guest on. I'll go for a home run prop here. All right. Give me give me Kyle Anderson double-double. Yes! Uh, which, which I could find at right now plus 400. Uh, you could potentially shop around and find a better line. But looking at Anderson's last couple of games, we know he's capable of rebounding and facilitating. Gobert might not play, so you might get a better chance of Anderson actually being a factor on the boards. But you're looking at some of the stat lines he's had lately. He had 15, 11, and he had 15, 7, and 11 against Brooklyn. He had 18, 7, and 9 against Sacramento, so he was close. Had a double-double against the Clippers in 26 minutes. Had 12 and 9 against Golden State. But the assists were there last game against Brooklyn. He's had rebounding games there. I think he's had a good opportunity with a game that has a total in the 240s and Gobert might not play. Give me Kyle Anderson double-double at around 4-1. to one. All right. Justin, my guy, take us home. Got to take y'all home, man. And so I'm going to go to uh, that Phoenix team, man. Let's rock with that Terrence Ross. I really, I feel really good about that. If he hits anything over 10 points, I don't know what the exact number was, but uh, over on his point total, he's had uh, an elevated role, like I mentioned, since KD's been out. And in a game against the Warriors, uh, he's going to have to be that second scorer off the bench for that team. So go ahead and give me Terrence Ross as my lock. And then the dog, baby. I talked about it. We're going to light the beam. Sacramento <laughs> plus one and a half. Sacramento, baby. I think the Kings get the win tonight. All right. All right. I like it. I love it. Justin, my guy, I appreciate you hopping on with us. Anything yes, you want to plug, anything you want to talk about, talk to the people. 
Y'all can find me, Justin Henry, with the three instead of the E on all social media platforms. I do a daily show uh, on YouTube as well called The Justin Henry Show. So if you want to check it out there, feel free. Other than that, tap in with me. All right, Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. I've been crushing tennis lately on the tennis pod, so I should have another episode out tonight for that. Looking forward to it. I also know a grand reveal for the NFL Gambling Podcast. It's mock draft season, and uh, Real and I are going to be doing a mock draft for the first 15 picks, I believe, or 16 picks. Should be uh, tomorrow, I think, so keep an eye on that. We'll be doing a mock draft uh, at some point this week, so there you go, and you find me on Twitter, Ray Show Radio. I'm sure you've been listening for like 200-something episodes. You probably knew that already. (laughs) And look out on the NFL Gambling Podcast live stream. We will be going live with that mock draft at some point tomorrow. We'll go ahead and iron that out. You can check it out at SGPN NFL to get the time of that stream. At SGPN NBA, if you're new here, if you have not, go ahead like the video for us, family. Like the video. Help us get some more views. And... Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Spotify reviews. Send us a Spotify review or you're a coward. Just simple. Plain as that. It's that send us a review on Spotify, Apple, or you're a coward. And this is not words by us. This is words by our listeners. Like the listeners said that you are a cowardish if you don't do it. So, hey, you know, your own peers are calling you a coward. So you might want to prove them wrong. I wouldn't let anybody talk to me like that. I'm just letting you know. I, I if it was I me, I wouldn't let anybody like talk to me like that. Yeah, I heard all yeah. of you are terrible leaving reviews. So you know. Yeah, I I wouldn't. I just could not let anybody talk to me like that. I would try to prove that person wrong. But other than that, that's it. I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. We're going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball, get it, get it, get the ball, because I'm going.